Welcome to Bible and Stuff. My name's Tanner. And I'm Glenn. And this is a podcast about the Bible. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. That's exactly right. I think I've decided, I was being too like, I was doing the same thing every time when we got to that point. I think I'm going to start to switch that up We're just going to remix it every yeah. time. Yeah. And, 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 and stuff. stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. It's like the Cool Beans scene for <laughs> Oh, great. So how's your day going, man? Oh, man, it has been freaking long. <laughs> I understand. But it's Friday, so it's, it is. it's good. It makes it so much better. Yeah. It's probably not Friday for the people that are listening to this. I think it'll be a Monday, yeah. but hey, it's Friday for us. Maybe this gives you hope for Friday that's coming. <laughs> yeah, only four more days. <laughs> only four more. <laughs> oh, just if you'd like, just put this on pause and listen to it on Friday, <laughs> and then you'll be good. Um, speaking of it being Friday, our wives are out hanging out yeah. without us. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I know. Man, I, I just feel so like, I feel like a little, I was going to say a little orphan. That's <laughs> A little orphan. <laughs> you feel you feel like a little kid or something, like mom and dad are like out on a date or something. You're stuck at home with your older yeah, brother. I feel like I've been bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't deserve uh, to go out. <laughs> I mean, well... <laughs> We do spend time on this dumb podcast. This is true. <laughs> we, you, may, we may be in the doghouse for that, but what do you think they're doing? I don't know. See, I even asked what they were doing. I yeah. got no information. Julie, like, she was like, "Well, there's a there's a few things that we we may do," and she's like, "One of them might be kind of expensive." So, and I was like, "Huh?" And she's like, "Well, I gotta go. Bye." <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. I think my my wife's a tightwad, so I, I think you could probably <laughs> feel safe knowing that they didn't do the expensive one. That's good. I'm pretty sure if they laid out the options, Lauren would be like, how much is it? Nope. <laughs> she will, like, anytime I ever talk about buying anything, it's always like, oh, maybe for your birthday. <laughs> like, baby, that's nine months away. Yeah, maybe, maybe then. Maybe <laughs> Oh, but I that's like good. It. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, oh, I want it. Let's buy it. Here's the question, though. When it comes to her birthday, is she the same way? She just never buys anything ever. Well, dang. Yeah, which sounds like sounds great because people are like, oh, my wife buys 18 pairs of shoes and a new purse every week, blah, 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 blah. That sounds awesome, but what really happens is she never buys anything <laughs> And then anytime you've got no defense. Yeah. And then anytime you want to buy anything, it's like, well, I haven't even gotten a haircut and I need a haircut. I'm like, who told you you can't get a haircut? Nobody said that. Just get one. Like there's money in the bank. You can afford a haircut. So yeah, it's really not as good as it sounds unless you're just very secretive and you can buy stuff which you don't know about. But I don't know. I'm on. I'm on the edge of my seat to find out what they're actually. Doing. I know. She. I, I know my wife. She's going to come home and say it was great. We did something that I never thought we would do. I loved it. Or she'll come home and say we did something I didn't think we would do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love it, and it was in. And it was okay. <laughs> Man, I. I don't know. I was just going rolling through things in my head, and I. I hope they're not getting ice cream because now mm. I really want. I really want ice cream. <laughs> well, your wife's pregnant, so she gets whatever she wants. Yeah. I actually, I, I can't remember if I had said this earlier on or not, but when Julie first got pregnant, I used, <laughs> I used that excuse. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd go grocery shopping and be like, hey, I got you some ice cream. <laughs> and I'd have like 
two pints of gin and berries gin and berries gin and berries Ooh, that's interesting i swear i have not been drinking i swear to drunk i'm not god yeah oh man all right well regardless of what our wives are doing here's what we're doing yeah we're podcasting and we are talking about philippians um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the book of Philippians. What happens before it? What, what does Paul talk about in the book? Why is that important? What does all that mean? Just kind of give you a quick overview. Um, <clears throat> our church actually just finished up a series in Philippians. So if you go to church with us, this would be a cool recap of, of what we've learned. Um, and if not, then Philippians is a great book to familiarize yourself with. And, uh, hopefully this, uh, helps get the juices flowing and makes you want to dig into Philippians and, and learn more. So in order to talk about um, Philippians, which is a book written by the Apostle Paul to the people in Philippi, we should first talk about who Paul is and what the heck is Philippi. <laughs> who Paul is and who Paul was. <clears throat> yeah. That's probably a good starting point. Who too. Paul was, yeah. Uh-huh. So Paul, as most people know, he was an apostle. Um, He was kind of a later apostle because Jesus saved him after he had already resurrected and ascended. Um, So he strikes him blind, you know, the whole story. Um, Saves him. He used to be a persecutor of the church, and now Jesus has transformed his life. He's he's this driven messenger of the gospel. Total 180 there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he actually turned around 180 degrees, but (laughs) metaphorically... <clears throat> that happened. I mean, he, he was blind, so he's probably groping around everywhere. He probably went 360 for all we know, yeah. and then back another 180. <laughs> so anyway, completely changed his life. Um, at the point that he's writing Philippians, he is um, imprisoned. This is one of uh, a couple of letters that Paul written wrote while he was in prison. Um, and the reason he's writing to them is because they send this guy named Epaphroditus uh, to take a gift to Paul. So Paul's already planted the church, uh, and and they love him, know him. So they send this guy to bring him a gift while he's in prison. And so Philippians is basically an extended thank you note uh, back to the to that church. Yeah, I. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I Go just ahead. I just want to congratulate you on pronouncing Epaphroditus so like <laughs> clearly. And I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so um, you'll actually read in Philippians that they were a little delayed in getting their letter back from Paul because of Epaphroditus, um, because he was sick. And Paul says in the, in the book, like, he nearly died, y'all. Like, <laughs> he almost didn't make it. Um, but now he's recovered. So Paul sent in this letter back with him uh, to say thank you. And, of course, because it's Paul, he doesn't just stop there. He says a lot of other things. Yeah. So to kind of transition into like who Paul is writing to. So he's writing to Philippi, but like who the heck is Philippi? Is it a person? Is it a town? Like what's, what's the deal here? Uh, so just to clarify that for y'all, because <laughs> I, I got it written down in front of me. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philippi is a town. It's actually a, a Roman colony in Macedonia. Um, and actually in, in Acts 16, 11, they call it, a leading city of the district of Macedonia. Yeah, so it's kind of like this regional hub. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a, 
like um like a New York or something like that of the area that it's in. You know, it's it's got a lot of culture. A little side note that I thought was interesting because it's an Augustan colony, so it was founded and then it was refounded by Augustan. That is, you know, the Augustus Emperor, Roman Emperor. Um, they had like some special privilege, privileges in, in Philippi, um, and it's Glenn kind of explained it like it's called the town's called Philippi. That's why the people are called Philippians. Um, it's kind of like America, Americans. Um, <clears throat> wow. But <laughs> yeah, thanks, Glenn. <laughs> but when you only hear Philippians, it's weird when you take off the ENs off of it. Like it's kind, it kind of takes you a second to adjust. Like, okay, this place is called Philippi. This yeah. is what we're talking about. Um, but they had these special privileges because they were this special Augustan colony that they they could have land ownership and they had some tax exemptions. It was also filled with like retired Roman soldiers. And it was particularly known <clears throat> partially because it was filled with these soldiers for being like a really patriotic uh, colony. They were like really proud that they were part of the Roman Empire. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was... Uh, Paul, it was in Philippi that Paul planted his first Macedonian church. You might have heard of what's called the Macedonian Call. So Paul has his first missionary journey, does a few things, and he wants to continue on into Asia, uh, but God calls him to go to Macedonia. And so he does, um, and this is the first church he planted there. Um, Particularly, we know about three people through the book of Acts that Paul meets there and they have an encounter with Jesus. Yeah, so the, the first person that we kind of run into is this woman named Lydia. Um, so she was known as being a seller of purple goods, mm-hmm. which if you're just kind of like listening to this, you're like, oh, she's like, she owns a purple store? Like, what's the big deal about <laughs> that? Uh, purple was actually something that, that kind of recognized you as, as being wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she sold purple things, garments, things, things along that line. Um, and she was actually the first convert um, that we hear about from uh, from Paul in his in his mission here. Yeah. So um, Philippi did. So when Paul and Silas get to Philippi, it doesn't have a synagogue. Like often, when when uh, the apostles are going to these different cities, the first place they would go is the uh, synagogue. Philippi doesn't even have that. It took 10 Jewish men to make a synagogue. They don't even have one. <clears throat> so that kind of tells you a little bit about the state of Philippi. Um, but apparently they hear about this like prayer group that happens. And so they're like, okay, we'll go to that. Um, and so they do. And Lydia is like one of the leaders of this group. And so she's praying to God. It says, it says something in there like she was a lover of God or something like that. But Paul specifically tells her about Jesus. And she's like, okay, I'm in. That's awesome. <clears throat> and so Lydia's converted. She's now a Christian. Um, she's not just a Jewish person. She's, she's a believer in Christ. Um, and her whole family gets saved. She tells her family about the gospel. They get saved. You see that a lot in Acts. Someone yeah. gets saved, transforms her whole family. Um, and that still happens today. Um, so then directly after that, this is one of my favorite stories. Directly after that, when they're leaving, there's this little demon-possessed slave girl who's, like, chasing them around, and she keeps screaming about them, like, to everyone, like, these people are servants of the Most High God. They've come to, like, talk about Jesus. And it literally says, at least in the, AS, in the ESV, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what some of the other tra- translations say I should have looked, but I, I just love this. And it's like, after a while, this gets on 
Paul's nerves. <laughs> it says <laughs> it says that he becomes annoyed. So I just think that's hilarious. Like those little girls following him around. She's like outing him to everybody because you know a lot of people didn't react well to the fact that these people were coming in and, and like disrupting their entire yeah. culture by preaching the gospel. And so Paul's like, all right, I'm through with this. <laughs> <laughs> and so he casts this demon out of this girl and she's saved. And so now we have two converts, some really unlikely people um, to be a part of the story. Lydia, this very wealthy woman, and then completely contrasted by this really poor demon-oppressed slave, <laughs> slave girl. girl. Yeah. After that, this kind of a one-two punch here just keeps going along. Um, this kind of causes a ruckus. The people who own the slave girl, not super happy that Paul cast a demon out of their slave girl. How dare you? We <laughs> wanted that demon in there. <laughs> I know. What the heck? <laughs> well, most likely, or it says because they could no longer make a profit off of her. Yeah. So basically, they were using her in a way that was completely contrary to the gospel. <laughs> And um, I guess she didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, and so they make a big ruckus about uh, Paul and Silas coming in and, and messing everything up. Um, and so they bring Paul before the rulers of, of Philippi. They beat him. They throw him into jail. And obviously so, because <clears throat> like we said, this place is very proud of their nation. And Paul's going along saying things presumably like, hey, um, the Roman emperor is not king. Jesus is king. So look, that would be very offensive to them. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, yeah, we agree. We're, we're going to get rid of this guy. Yeah, so this is actually, I, I love this part of, of the whole story. So Paul's in jail and he is still <laughs> preaching the gospel. Yeah. Like nothing's going to stop this guy. It's <clears throat> he ridiculous. Let up. Yeah. So anyway, he's in jail and... Uh, all of a sudden this this crazy earthquake takes place and basically like starts to to jargle jargle is that even a word I don't think it's a word but we'll go I'm going to use it, it. Yeah. starts to jargle this Jargles entire right up. Yeah. this entire prison and all of the cell doors in the prison open up yeah and there's this dude who's like you know security guard of the night like <laughs> sitting out there all all the doors are opening up and i can only imagine in his head he's just oh crap like, yeah. i am dead meat this is terrible because not only dead meat like I, I think if i were in his position i'd think man i'm in so much trouble like all these guys that are in jail i'm guarding like they're gonna come after me yeah like that's my first thought mm. and then my second thought is shoot if they don't kill me my boss is gonna kill me <laughs> for letting them all get out yeah and that was probably true that he would have been in yeah deep doo-doo yeah <laughs> had all these prisoners real gotten dunker up. <laughs> gotten away um, under his watch. And so he's like, all right, I'll do it myself. Going to kill myself. He pulls out his sword. And then Paul and Silas um, graciously go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, dude, we are still here. Hold the phone. <clears throat> and obviously, if you're that jailer, you're kind of thinking, why? <laughs> like, why did you not run away when you had the chance? And so they preach the gospel to him. And now he's saved, and he tells his family, and they're saved. And so now we have the beginnings of this <laughs> band of misfits church <laughs> in Philippi. This is Paul's first experience in Europe. And we have three drastically different people um, who are saved through Paul preaching the gospel to him. So, so crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if that doesn't give you a backdrop to this 
to this book. I, I don't know what does. I mean, it's just absolutely nuts when you hear this story um, of, of, of the beginnings of this church. Like, think about going to that church plant. You have like an older woman who's really wealthy. You have this weird demon slave girl. <laughs> and you have a Roman guy who, who people just like him are throwing Christians in jail. And then you have their families. Like that's your house church that you start with. <laughs> it's the A team. Yeah. Every small group is awkward. Like they don't relate to one another, <laughs> but they have Jesus in common. And so they start a church. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a great little backstory to Philippians. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break, I think. And then um, after that, we can jump into what the book of Philippians talks about what Paul is actually saying to these people and the people that have joined them later on. If you guys would like to further support us, please go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible. Uh, Audible is an awesome site that you can go to to listen to books uh, all that you want. And if you do it through bibleandstuff.com slash audible, you also have the opportunity to download a book for free. Yeah, you can download a free audiobook, and you also help us out when you go to that link, bibleandstuff.com slash audible. I recommend um, a great little book by Matt Chandler called To Live is Christ, To Die is Gain. goes along really well with this episode on Philippians where he talks about those same people that, that helped start the church and kind of fleshes it out a lot more, probably a lot better than us. But anyway, it's worth the listen. We hope you guys do it. Thanks for supporting the show. So while we were on break, uh, Glenn made fun of me for saying American Americans. <laughs> we know you're not stupid. I promise. Man, I can't. It's I. I only say. I think I only say things like that because all my life, like everything I have said, people have been like, "Yeah, we get it, Glenn." Duh. <laughs> and now is my chance. Like, <laughs> this is true. If anybody's gonna spell something out really stupidly, yeah. it's gonna be me. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, again, we do not doubt your intelligence. I just wanted to make sure it was abundantly clear <laughs> <coughs> the relation between Philippi and Philippians. So we're done talking about it. Now we're going to talk Moving about <laughs> the letter Paul writes to the Philippians. So what you won't see in this letter, what, what makes it a little different than a few of the other letters Paul has written is that ultimately kind of the church of Philippians is like a largely healthy church. He doesn't have a lot of complaints against them like you see in Galatians, the book, the book to the Galatians, or the book to the church at Corinth. Um, <clears throat> they're not as troubled as those people. It's not as much of a chewing out as you get from Paul um, normally. Like we said, he's really starting off with a big thank you. Like, hey, you gave me a gift. I really appreciate it. Like, you had already ministered me before, but you now completed that and yeah. even ministered to me while I'm in jail. Um and so he starts there, but then he goes on, and not long into the book, you'll get to uh, probably the most famous phrase from the book where Paul, well, sorry, the second most famous, because we'll get to the most famous later, 413. Um, <clears throat> but probably one of the biggest phrases from the book um, when he says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Um, 
So what he's saying is that if he dies, he'll be with Jesus, which is, that's super great for him. He loves Jesus. You know, things are going to go well when he gets to go to heaven. But if he lives, he can continue to share the gospel. And even now, though he's in prison, the gospel is being spread anyway, literally just by virtue of him being alive. Because some people that he shared the gospel with are sharing the gospel. And then there's even also people who are sharing the gospel out of spite (laughs) against Paul. So like either way, he's chilling in jail. The gospel's still going out. Yeah, That's really like, it's an encouraging, like motivational kind of thing that he's writing there. Yeah. And like, he really is like, he's explaining to the Philippians to, to act the same way. Like you may be persecuted like he was, but he's talking about what a privilege it is to to have all of that, yeah. you know, taking place. Yeah, even though you're suffering, Paul would consider it sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Literally, you can't do anything to this guy. He's yeah. like, all right, kill me. I'm, I'm going to be good to live, to, you know, to die is gain. Yeah. All right, we're going to let you live. All right, to live is Christ. Like, I'm good, <laughs> man. He's like, you know, we're going to beat you. I'm sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Like, but you can't do anything to him, <clears throat> which is why, you know, as we'll kind of talk about here in a little bit, like, the big thread of Philippians is joy. We mentioned that um, our church is going through a series in Philippians right now, and we called it the pursuit of happiness. And the idea being that we pursue happiness in all the wrong ways. We look for them in money and in um, relationships and things like that. But really true joy can only be found in, in Christ. And you see that Paul has that. And he's telling, like you said, other people, um, to be the same way. And so then we come to kind of the center of the book, the, the place everything revolves around. <clears throat> and um, Paul has this poem where he's showing that Jesus is this perfect example of this lifestyle he's talking about. So what he says is, unlike Adam, who wanted glory, you know, he wanted to be powerful, he ate the fruit. Jesus had power, he had glory, but he gave it up. He emptied himself, and he became a man. And he he even went so far, not as just becoming a human being, but he suffered and died on a cross for us. So because of this, God exalted him and gave him, quote, the name that is above every name. And he says that eventually every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, whether that be, you know, on their own will or not. Mm -hmm. Um. And then after that, um, Paul then goes on to provide some examples of this lifestyle besides Jesus, namely being Timothy and Epaphroditus. And Timothy thinks of the poor. Epaphroditus, he says, hey, this guy almost died um, carrying out the work of the gospel, ministering to me um, because he put others before himself. Him and Timothy both put others before themselves, and they live for Christ um, over their own personal gain. Yeah. And, and from there, I, this is what you were referencing earlier comes like one of the most popular, uh, phrases that he says throughout, throughout the book. And he basically says that, um, that he counts everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as my lord, 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 my lord, Jesus, my lord. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, all right. Let's try that again. Yeah. He counts everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. My Lord. <laughs> Dang it. My Lord, you said it again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Paul explains like, hey, 
you're talking about Jews. I was the Jew of Jews. Like I was the guy, but forget all that. He was like, all that is rubbish. And and I believe in the Greek uses like a dung. Like it's like, it's like crap compared to knowing Christ. And so, um, he's kind of, you know, wrapping up this section of a head. And then here in the last chapter, we see this kind of tacked on specific address to these two women. And he's like, Hey, um, get along. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't write their names down. I, I forget them off the top of my head, but you look at the very beginning of chapter four and he's, he calls these two women out by name and he says, Hey, be humble, reconcile. You're both written in the Lamb's book of life. Like, Let's let's work together. We're on the same team. Um, and then he urges the Philippians after that to have peace, pray about their anxieties, take everything to him in prayer. <clears throat> and lastly, he sums up the book with the most popular um, phrase in the book, and that is, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he talks, you know, you see this example of, this joyful life he lives, and then at the end, he wraps it up with telling you how he does it. What's the secret to his contentment? How is Paul happy no matter what happens to him? You know, how is he he told the Philippians to have joy in their suffering? Like, how does any of that make sense? And it's through relying on Christ who strengthens him. This is... (laughs) Believe it or not, not a quote about like winning a basketball championship <laughs> or, <clears throat> you know, running the fastest at your track meet. It's about no matter what your circumstances, Paul says, you know, I can, I can be full or I can have an empty stomach. Either way, I know how to be content in Christ. I can yeah. be free or I can be in jail. Either way, I'm happy in Christ. Man, and that's, that's the whole that's why this whole thing is important. Like that's, that's the purpose that we have found and and tried to get to is that like you were saying earlier, we search for joy in all the wrong places. Like we create all these false idols in our lives and like just get sucked into them. And you know, if we're, if we're putting our hopes in things that aren't Jesus Christ and aren't truth, it's going to fail us. Yeah. You know, I mean, money, there's only so much money in the world. There's never going to, if we put that as our idol or, or that's where we're putting and looking for our joy, yeah. there's never going to be enough. And we don't even have that much of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to I mean, be completely. When it comes to money, like we even got that much. So it's definitely not going to make us happy. But <clears throat> even see like the whole point of Ecclesiastes is Solomon saying, dude, I've had all this stuff. It does not work. Um, so yeah, Paul comes along and he tells you, okay, there's only one thing that's going to work. Um, and it's Christ and no matter what you can be happy. I mean, if we could actually live that way where if it's like, all right, kill me. All right, let me live. All right. Torture me. Like I'm good no matter what. Yeah. And this is by no means like, I hope you guys realize we don't, (laughs) we don't think this is an easy, like lifestyle to constantly be living. Like we struggle with this. Oh, we absolutely do not live this. Yeah. We are not we are not Paul, but we strive to be like Paul. Yeah, and we strive to be like Paul. He also gives that example of Timothy, Epaphroditus, and the ultimate example, Jesus. Like, that's the goal. But, 
you know, if we had all this figured out, we wouldn't have gone through this series with our church. Like, <laughs> literally, our elders sat down and was like, what do these people need work on? <laughs> and they're like, let's go through Philippians. So, uh, you know, we're grateful Tan- for that. Tanner's the little girl with a demon in him. Maybe we should sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should fix that for him. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, and I'm glad they did. I'm glad we got to be a part of it. Um, I hope even obviously if you don't go to our church that you've gotten something from this and you've think you've thought, okay, now I know a little bit more about this. I get the overall point of Philippians. And so I can go in and pick up each little verse and now it has more meaning. Now it's easier to understand. That's honestly part of the idea behind this podcast for me at least is it's so much easier for me to understand individual verses and individual sections of a book when I know the overarching theme, I know the big idea. And so therefore I can start to fit the puzzle pieces together and say, okay, if Paul's ultimate point is that we can have joy in Christ, that makes him talking about suffering make sense, or that makes, you know, this makes sense or that. And so, um, that's kind of the idea when we go through books like this, that it's a primer or even a recap, like we're talking about with the series, that after you've read Philippians, you can kind of go through and this just reaffirms everything you've read. This just, you know, reinstills it and kind of yeah. locks it in there and say, okay, I've got this now. I know the big ideas. I know the thread that's running throughout Philippians. So Tanner, you know, yes. what, you know what time it is now? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, yeah, lightning round. We don't have a lot, man. I feel like we launched the ro- lightning round like really good <laughs> with like the first episode or two, and then like the lightning round just dudded out. I mean, you know what? I'm just here's what I think we need to do. Okay. I mean, it, it, yeah, we may not have the the strongest or the most. <laughs> yeah. You know, crazy amount of facts, but I think if we say them. In a way that sounds like super cool, yeah, it's just gonna make this whole section better. <laughs> we should we should edit in like uh, the sirens they use at basketball games, like wow wow wow. Yeah, a little bit of thunder, wow. lightning crashing, yeah. and then yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay, so here's the funnest fact of them all. This book, I just didn't have a good place to put it in <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> Dana, you're not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> so this book was written around 62 AD, maybe 60, maybe 61. Man, even the way you said it was like. <laughs> Yeah, this book was written in 62 AD. <laughs> Probably <laughs> around 62 AD. So, yeah, we know that much. Hit me with another one. All right. Here is fun fact number two <laughs> of Lightning Round. Uh, it is one of four books Paul wrote in prison. Uh, the others were to the Ephesians, the Colossians, and the Philemon. Philemon. The Philemon. <laughs> the Philemon. Just, just Philemon. Philemon. Just Philemon. 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 Philemon? What's to Philemon? I think some people say filet mignon. I just say filet mignon. Yeah, filet mignon. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote a little known book that he wrote to steak. It was like a, an ode to, you know, like he just loves steak so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To the so, one and only filament. Yeah, so he wrote a number of um, <laughs> of books in prison, which just kind of reaffirms our fact that like Paul really did have to find joy in Christ because he spent some time in jail. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but um, this was the first church in Europe. Like, Paul literally established this church. It was the first one in Europe, specifically because God God called him to Macedonia. And he later visited the Philippians. He says in there, um, I forget the exact verse, but he says in the book that, like, hey, I'm going to come to you again later. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready to visit you again. And he does um, 
on his third missionary journey, he goes back to see so, the Philippians. Remind, Philippians, just remind me again, those are people of <laughs> Philippi? Oh, yeah, 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 like American, Yeah, Americans, like Americans. Americans. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. that's exactly how it is. Like Canadian, Canadians. Yeah. Canada? Canada? Canada. <laughs> I just made it worse. <laughs> oh, this is your fault. It's all your fault. Oh, I said man. one thing. We could have just brushed over it like it never happened. Yeah, but you know what? It made the lightning round that much better. It did. That's a fun fact. Tanner's stupid and Glenn's mean. <laughs> Um, I am. <laughs> so um, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you have an episode you'd like to hear, let us know about it by emailing us at hello at bibleandstuff.com. Also, let us know if we got anything wrong. We will update it um, at the end of another episode and, and let you know. But we are not experts, <laughs> so we aim to uh, keep everything as accurate as possible. And if you help us out with that, we'd be appreciative. And sorry to all those Canadians. <laughs> yes, we are sorry to the Canadians. Um, lastly, you can catch us on social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Bible and Stuff. And um, help us out by going to bibleandstuff.com slash Amazon. That's a great way for you to support the show at no cost to you. You probably do some shopping on Amazon. What happens when you go to our link instead of the normal Amazon homepage is it takes you to the exact same spot, but anything you buy, we get a 4% cut of that. <clears throat> so it's not a lot, but it costs you nothing, um, and it helps us get a little money to keep the lights on here and keep this thing going. Um, and lastly, one other thing, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. That really helps us get up there, uh, helps more people hear the podcast, um, and it helps this Bible and stuff family grow bigger. So again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.